Hi, I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. And welcome to 52 in 52, a podcast where you watch one movie a week for every week in the year and do a podcast about it. Today we're going to be talking about the fantastic new YA movie, The Fifth Wave, which we saw um, in for Josh's birthday, which just occurred. Mm-hmm. And happy birthday, Josh. Thank you. Um, yeah, so this movie stars Chloe Grace Moretz and some other people that aren't important, except for Lee Schreiber. And it's about um, apparently aliens attacking the world in different waves, hence the title, The Fifth Wave. And that's where the movie is basically set, um, with the fifth wave attack and, and what that means and, and what happens. So this is based off a book, I think, right? Teen book? Yes. Yes. And um, as Josh and I came to find out... By Rick Yancey. By Rick Yancey. As Josh and I came to find out right at the end of the movie, when I kind of was like, oh shit, there's not going to be a conclusion yeah. to the story. I, was, I love this movie so much that I hadn't looked at my watch. And that's a sign of a good movie when you haven't looked at your watch. And so I thought there was plenty more to go because we clearly weren't at like a... A good stopping end point. point, yeah. And then he, then Anthony comes to the realization, now this is a trilogy or something like I that. Said, I said, Josh, there's going to be more movies. <laughs> and he said, what do you mean? And I said, Josh, I think the movie's over. And I'll go see it. Yeah. No, I'll go see it. Yeah, this like, movie is... This wasn't a good movie, but I would honestly say it's probably... If I had to rank the most fun I had at the movies in the, in, in the last 12 months, like this is probably in the top 10. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. It was the whole theater laughing at intentional or unintentional comedy i i don't know and i don't care um yeah no it was it was great chloe so i guess we'll start from the beginning um chloe is just a normal uh 15 year old 16 year old they never say she's just a girl okay, that's in high school that's a, old she, enough to go to parties that have alcohol yeah what i again these high school parties are just getting to be over the top like lake houses and and beach houses and it's I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't cool enough. But. We're going to talk a little bit about another movie that we, we saw last year, Barely Lethal. And yeah. I, think, I think there's some parallels we can draw there, but there's some pretty intense house parties in that one, too. And yeah. Really can't relate to my high school experience. No, no, no nor, nor mine. Um, so she's just a normal teenager at this party, and I don't know. So she's narrating basically the whole movie. And so she's narrating the beginning, and she's like, blah, 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 this is the last normal day of my life, and you see her normal day from school to party to coming home and saying goodnight to her. That's actually not where it starts. It starts um, kind of, and then they flash back to the party. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I just mean like the story starts there. Um, And then all of a sudden the next day there's like a spaceship thing that's just hovering over the Earth. In different places and then it ends up over Ohio which is where she lives and then I couldn't tell you what happened in the first four waves except tsunamis EMPs and electricity bird flu bird flu yes yes bird flu um, so I guess they come to the realization that the aliens are trying to kill off all the humans and they want to do it as efficiently as possible so that they can save the earth and use it for themselves that's just the theory because nobody ever tells us what the aliens want. We can't wait to find out in movies two and three. Um, yeah, so there's this other kid named Zombie who pl- is played by Nick Robinson, who's actually pretty good. He, he was the, guy, the kid in Jurassic World, the older brother in Jurassic World, yeah, and, and King Kings of Summer, Summer, which was a really good movie. Um, yeah. I actually liked him in those two movies better than this. Did you? Yeah. Well, uh, well that, I think that's because 
the just writing. The writing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's another kid played by some dude named Alex Rowe. Yeah, never heard of this guy. Who's, who plays a guy named Evan Walker. He looks like he'd be in a whiskey commercial. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Where do you want to start? I mean... I don't know. So I think, I don't know, if we haven't made it clear, we both acknowledge that this wasn't a good movie, but we ha- had an immensely fun time at it. And I think I... Talking a little bit more in generalities, like what do you, what do you, how, how do you rate a movie like this? Like, I don't know, I, I, just in general, like comparing it to something like the Divergent series, which we went to, we thought was bad, and we laughed some too, but has higher production values also at the same time. Yeah. But I probably still had more fun at this movie. Yeah. And is that just because there's a difference between being so bad it's funny and then just bad and like I just want to leave? Would you say that's well? A, I, I don't feel that way about Divergent. I don't quite feel that way about it, but I still like enjoy. This myself was a little more fun for sure, but I think it was because it was like noticeably worse as yeah. a movie. The Divergent story actually has like an interesting plot. I, I mean, this think, actually does no, have it an does. interesting it's just plot. So- but they it's don't just know a how badly to write made it. movie. Yeah, like I, it's something I haven't. I mean, yeah, there's been other apocalypse movies. There's been other alien movies. But has, has there been one quite with this premise? I mean, you no, I don't think so. No, like they're they're living amongst you. And I mean, the the closest. Th- I mean, it's not similar, but the closest thing is like District Nine. Yeah, um, but they actually look like aliens. Yeah, and District Nine is an incredible movie. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that. I think that in the future movies, we might actually get a glimpse of what they look like, probably. Mm -hmm. Basically, what happens in this movie is the aliens are just take over human hosts, and so then they look like humans. Maria Bello. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so you don't really know what the aliens look like because they look like humans, which is part of the problem because people aren't you know trustworthy you can't trust anybody because any human could be an alien etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's kind of like the the main thing that keeps the tension going throughout the movie they, i guess yeah, so basically they they also because they want to i don't know if we ever quite got the answer to why they only wanted i guess because they were kids are a little more malleable i guess they take the kids off yeah. and they train them to like and they they're able to deceive them and make them think that humans are actually inhabited by other aliens but um, and thus they can use the kids to kind of ki- like, or am I getting a little too much in the spoiler territory by doing no, that? No, I don't. I don't think we need to. Sp- it, the right. Yeah, we didn't really. I don't know if yeah, we need to worry no, about this kind no, of movie. No, it's fine. Yeah, so they can trick the kids into like thinking that regular humans are possessed by the aliens, and the kids will then kill them. So you're following the Nick Robinson character, who's uh, Chloe's um, high school crush. You're you're following her as she kind of goes to retrieve her brother from this military base where Nick Robinson is also at the same time. Yeah. So. Um, we kind of have two different storylines of yeah. people figuring out that the military base where all the kids are being trained is actually run by aliens. At what point the did military. you figure that out? Was it as soon as they just murdered all those people? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was funny they, though they, because but they took it. They took so long to get to that reveal. So <laughs> yeah. I, I eventually, once they sent the kids out on the mission, I'm like, all right, maybe this is the actual. Military. I was so confused because so there's a scene where, um, so it's it's right before the fifth wave, or I guess the fifth wave is already happening at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's. Because they're the aliens. Yeah. Um, so what happens is they're all at this like safe camp basically where they've all set up tents, like all the survivors that have survived the bird flu and all the other waves and electricity going out and lack of water and everything. So everyone that's like immune and has survived, they're all at this, this safe camp in Ohio. And then the military comes allegedly and it's like, we're going to save everybody. We need to send the kids off first and then we're going to, and then we're going to have the adults come second. 
So all the kids are gone, and then they have like a big meeting for the adults. And then all of a sudden, the military just kills every single adult that's there. And it's like, oh. But they didn't like shoot him as soon as they got in that room. Yeah. So I just like, yeah. what, what are they waiting for here? Because once they killed everyone, I'm like, all right, well, those dudes are the aliens. But I thought they'd also mentioned as part of their little lie they were telling the adults that, well, it's easier to detect if like if whether a kid is in one of the others or not. And it's harder to do so for adults. So then I thought, well, at the end where they're, they're taking this sweet time getting to this reveal, I thought, well, maybe actually they just killed all of them because they started acting up and they just didn't trust it. None of them were aliens. And Okay, I see, see that. Like, I, like, I mean, I, I, up until the end where the kids go out on that mission, I'm assuming that the, that the army are aliens. But once they send them out on the mission, I'm like, wow, they're taking this thing really far. Maybe I'm just being too suspicious and they actually aren't the aliens and that was just their reasoning for killing everyone is they couldn't trust that none of them were aliens and they were just being safe and still bad people but the army still turned bad but it's still the army or something like that yeah and i thought that for about three seconds because not long <laughs> after that we fi- we figure it out but yeah. I, I went the whole movie thinking that and then i almost changed my mind and then i didn't yeah they just it's so funny because it's so casual where the army just kills like a hundred adults in a cabin mm-hmm. and and you're like okay well i think these dudes are aliens but then you're like fuck i don't want leave schreiber to be an alien because he's awesome <laughs> And then, he's still awesome though. Yeah, no, he's he's the greatest. And and then they just like it's so casual. And then like Chloe doesn't even say anything about it in her diary, and she doesn't really talk about it after that. And then she's just driven to find her brother, but you don't yeah. really feel that she's that sad about it. Yeah, her she doesn't. She doesn't even put two and two together that the army base could be aliens after all the army killed her dad and a bunch of other parents. And yeah, that is weird. Like, I, I hadn't even thought about it that way. She sees them do this, yeah. But then she's like really excited to get to that army base. <laughs> yeah, tr- she trusts that it's exactly what yeah. she's told it is. Yeah. So she's so she basically she's she was supposed to be on the bus to go to the army base, but her brother left his teddy bear, so she ran to get it for him, and then the then the bus takes off without her, and then she's stuck in the middle outside of the parents' cabin, and then not on the children's bus. And she just goes in the woods and tries to survive. It actually reminded me of my least favorite scene in all of the Hunger Games movies, with uh, in Mo- in Mockingjay Part One, where uh, Katniss has to go get the stupid fucking cat when the doors are closing on like the ship or whatever they're on, to for her sister, and they almost kill everybody because the they go to save a cat. Um, anyway, yeah, so. Then she goes in the woods and she has to like walk like what 60 or 70 miles to try to get her brother. She ends up getting shot and then she gets she wakes up and she's like at a house with this dude named Evan Walker. Um, and then he helps her get to the army base and there's a lot of tension because she's trying to figure out if he's like an alien or not. And then he helps her and she's like, okay, he's not an alien. And then he starts flying through the air like a ninja and he's like, oh shit, he's an alien. And... <laughs> And it's great. So that was after they'd already. Uh, she she first thinks he might be, and then she decides that uh, she is uh, in love with him, and then she finds out yeah. he might be an alien. Yeah, yeah. Or is they're, an alien. they're in love because they go on a, a journey together through the woods, um, and then they're you in saved the back. her leg. And then naturally, in YA fashion, they're sleeping in the back of a abandoned car, and then they're like, "Hey, we're still high school kids. Let's make out in the back of a car," and. I was like, oh, all right, cool, cool. I see the nod to YA people. And and then 
and then he just starts flying through the air and like ninja kicking people in the face and and then he's like I was born half alien, half human, and I can't decide if I should be one or the other. And it's just a great impassioned speech, really. No, the speech. The speech when he um he comes to, he he shows up at the base. Oh my like, god! I, I think that's like the greatest like, well, scene. I did in anyway, movie. and I've decided. I've decided. Uh, like, I, I want to be a human <laughs> because of you, because I love you. And it's like, all right, dude, you're like 18, and she's not 18, and. <laughs> It's he, a little he's like weird. I had a I had a full ride for mechanical engineering for scholarship Kent State. to Kent State, <laughs> so we know that he's like at least like and then he farmed for a while, so he's maybe about old enough to have graduated college, and she's maybe seventeen, and uh, yeah, no, it's great because so they have this scene where they're at the army base after she is trying to find her brother, and she finds uh, Nick Robinson, and they're running through the army base. And she has a crush on Nick Robinson, like, in the beginning and, of the movie. And Evan Walker knows that because he read her diary. Yeah. And so then they get to this scene where, classic YA fashion, where they have the three of them just interact. And for me, I think that was the most intentional, intentionally funny part of the movie. Yeah, they actually I th- tried. I think they tried yeah, to they, make it super awkward. Yeah. And literally, just, uh, all 20 people in the theater were just dying laughing because it was, like, the most awkward exchange I've ever seen. And this dude is like, I'm used to be an alien, but now I want to be a human because I love you. And and then Nick Robinson it's is like... It's the climax of the movie because nothing happens after that. Nick Robinson is like, who the fuck is this guy? And she's like, hey, he's an alien. Don't worry about it. And he's like, what? And then they just they just keep moseying around. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to blow up this alien base with bombs. You all of a sudden had a bunch of bombs. I don't know where he got this from. Yeah. He had bombs. Um. And yeah, so basically what happens is, I don't know, she, they save her brother. They try to save all of the kids that have been captured by the army base so that they can get away from the aliens and stuff, but then they don't get to. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, the kid from Dope, the Indian kid from Dope is in this movie and hopefully he gets a hotel. bigger role yeah. in the next movie. There's no way you cast a kid that like has a stuff going on like that to not do something else going forward. Yeah, and they actually had, they also had the um the kid from Transparent mm-hmm. uh was in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it was so bad, but I, I enjoyed it very much. I wish they had I think some people probably really liked her. I didn't love the girl that played Ringer. Oh, I thought she was great. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like you're like you're she got the snarky line so people would like her. I just didn't know if I totally bought it. But I mean, it no, nah, I mean it works because you see the effects of this, I mean, she's essentially trying to be like the strong, independent teenager, female, and the little like eight year old girl. It's like I like her, no, 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 and someone she can look up to instead of all these dudes that are at the army base. Oh, should have gone. I thought that part should have been played by Caitlin Deaver, who's the girl in Short Term Twelve, and she's in a movie called Laggies with Chloe Grace Moretz. I, I watched that movie. Twenty four film. Yeah, yeah. She steals that. She steals like every scene she's in in that movie, and I thought. She would have been good for something like this, but she's also someone whose career doesn't need saving yet, like Chloe's does. So I'm glad she didn't get right, involved let, in this. Let's but, get uh, let's get to that. Why do you yeah. think her career needs saving? Well, because she picked. I'm like we really enjoyed the hell out of this movie, but she signed up for this franchise that looks like it might just be so bad it, they'll just do what they're probably doing with Fantastic Four and just not give it another one. I'd say there's a chance that happens. Like I'll love to go see another one, but she's at that point in her career where it probably was a good career move for her to like go get involved in something of this ilk and she just chose badly and then her next her her next movie is going to be um neighbors 2 sorority rising and 
it i mean i'm gonna see that i know yeah, you probably yeah, won't no. but i'm i don't know and then maybe maybe this little mermaid live action thing will turn out to be really good and then she um but that's like the next thing on her list and like i just want her to get back to like making real movies i mean and, i think she's had a good solid career though i oh, mean that's why she's on the list of people i'll watch do anything but, but she did she did if i stay which was terrible and i only watched it because she was in it but it was just I didn't watch made, it. It's made as poorly as this, but it's just pure young adult. And uh, she's doing this thing, Brain on Fire, which might be good. Uh, it's like an independent film coming out this year, um, produced by I think it's produced by Charlize Theron. And but like apparently the girl in it's supposed to be like twenty six, and she's I think she, Chloe's eighteen or nineteen, and it could it, it might end up looking miscast. So I'm just worried about like what she has coming up in the roles she's picking. Same with Haley Steinfeld. Like I mean, there's like. Yeah, but Chloe has the Chloe has the background that she's already been successful. I mean, no, that's why. Like, I she was great in Kick Ass. She was really good in Five Hundred Days of Summer. She was good in. Um, she was an amazing like four char- four 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 episode guest that stand on Thirty Rock. Um, yeah, and so stuff like that. And I, I enjoyed Laggies. It was just a yeah, I like Laggies. And Carrie, Car- Car- she was pr- people didn't like that it didn't live up to the original with Sissy Spacek, which I've never seen, but I watched it anyway. And it was Ansel Elgort's first movie, which you know, I thought it's my favorite thing he's done. And they got a movie coming out later this year called November Criminals. I don't really know a lot about it. Him and Chloe. So maybe that and Brain on Fire do okay, but. I don't know about this live-action Little Mermaid thing. I guess that could make a lot of money. I liked her in Equalizer. I thought that was a mature role for her to play. Yeah. I don't know. You didn't like that movie, but I liked yeah. it. I mean, it's Denzel. No, I, I need. it's one I need to go back and watch again. But I don't know. It's just She's been too hit or miss, and she's really talented. But this, like, you could just see that. I, I don't know if it's her or it's probably more the material. But, like, because I want to talk about, like, Barely Lethal at the same time because yeah. it's another good, bad movie that we both enjoy. Yeah. Like, I thought the actors in that were able to rise above the material a little better than they were in this movie. For and sure. And I don't know if that's because Haley Steinfeld's better and, and Sophie Turner are better than the actors here or just that movie was slightly better written. I think that movie was actually written better. Okay. I, I think that the, the actual plot and I mean, the... That was like a straight to and the, VOD thing. Yeah. And whereas this well, is getting a wide theatrical I think release. the story in that is is a lot better. And, I mean, to be fair, they had... They're both equally impossible stories. But they, they had Samuel Jackson, Jessica Alba, Sophie Turner, Haley Steinfeld... Thomas Mann. Thomas Mann. I mean, the thing is, Haley... Do, so Haley doesn't have to carry that movie by herself. Yeah. And here, it's like all... How do, well, how do, you, think, how do you think Chloe did? Because like I said, I don't know if... the she wasn't able to rise above the material, but but I thought there were points like that first sequence is really good. Yeah, and you forget this because she's a she's like a small eighteen year old blonde girl that she can actually do action stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, because I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna buy her trying. She's to get one of the few people that can do it. Like yeah, she can definitely she, do it better than Haley. No offense, but well that, that 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 wasn't probably as physically. Well, I guess there was some action in that movie. Yeah. But like yeah, she probably is better than her at that. Even if she like. Is just a smaller person at the same time. It might so be more believable just because we've seen we've seen, seen her, her do, do kick ass and yeah. But that that first scene is really good. Some of the other yeah. stuff where she's running, I don't I don't know if it's that's how it's shot. Yeah. But it looks kind of funny. Well she um, also was shot in the leg too. Right. So I that was while after she had already been shot when I was yeah. thinking of it. But she like plays that scene really well where she gets shot and that very that very first sequence is really good. Because mm-hmm. I'd I'd seen like one of the previews and I just thought, Well, this looks you're only seeing like snippets then. So you're seeing like someone that looks like her, like holding a massive machine gun. I'm like, this looks freaking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, at least in Kick Ass, she's just beating people up. Yeah. As opposed to like h- handling heavy weaponry. But 
I thought it, like that that whole first sequence was shot really well and very tense and really good and yeah seemed not somehow seemed like it was directed by someone different than the rest than of the, the rest of the movie yeah yeah that's the thing is this is the same thing I said on the on the latest Hunger Games podcast slash movie is I really like all these worlds right so you have I guess I would the four series I would put this together with is this one Divergent Hunger Games and Maze Runner okay. And I think Maze Runner is clearly the best out of all four of them. I've never seen it. I, I just think the material is just a little more. I mean, they're all kind. They're all like not like real life, but I think it's a little more believable. And I think that the supporting performances are just so good that it helps the rest of the movie. And the plot is actually, I think it's just more tense and interesting. Um, I think that the second Hunger Games movie is probably probably the best out of all f- all four series standalone but so far i think maze runner is the best series and so i mean it's like talking about divergent again the cast in divergent is just so good and i don't know it just seems so comical sometimes with what they do and it's just it in, it's almost the, infuriating what's, what's the guy oh, theo james or, yeah yeah ugh. yeah my name is four my name is four <laughs> It's like the most ridiculous line ever. I laughed harder at that than I did anything in the fifth wave, but I did laugh at the fifth wave more and have more fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Divergent is just a little bit more less fun because it's it wants you to take it seriously. What are the and like? It's hard to even describe what the goals are of the uh, antagonists in that. Like in in yeah, the, 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 which in, one in, in Divergent? Um, oh. Like I get well, they, the, they just the divergent want, people that fit similar, into that group can form an uprising because they are creative, independent thinkers. Oh, you mean like kill you mean. Uh, Shailene's yeah, uh, yeah. I get, I get well, that. Well, they, they think they're the only people that can like overthrow the tyranny of yeah, Naomi but, like, Watts. What are they even getting out of this whole? Kate Winslet. Well, Kate Winslet. she's yeah, she's yeah. not she's gone. I don't know who the bad guy's going to be yeah. in the new one. But like, it looks like in that one, it's hard to explain like what their goals are. Like, they're not like making them live in squalor exactly in the same yeah. way that they are in like the Hunger Games movie. So here it's like here I, I liked in this movie that you didn't really need that much. You just knew that yeah. these aliens needed their resources. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't really go beyond that. And you don't have to concern yourselves with it too much. Yeah, no, it was. That's the thing is this movie is just a little more straightforward and simplistic, but I, I think in the coming movies that there there definitely is room for more depth to be had. Especially with director and writer. Especially with the aliens too, because I, you need to develop that if you're gonna make two more movies. Otherwise, you're just not gonna have anything interesting. Yeah, I mean, do you think they get Liev back? I hope so. Liev is fucking awesome. Because they and can easily write it off as like saying he died or something. No, they have to have him back. They have to. Do you he's, think? I guess he probably signed on for it if it was a trilogy. He's maybe. the main he's, villain. But it's just we 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 talked about the how funny it was earlier. Him going from maybe the best performance and possibly the best picture winner of the year to this like he might be like i'm better than this now i just this I, is, i'm just in an oscar a film that won an oscar i'm not going back for the sixth wave this is very reminiscent of uh eddie redmayne last year with jupiter oh, yeah. ascending yeah. and um whatever the fucking movie he was in that theory he, of everything yeah, and terrible. then now the danish girl yeah um so i don't know i just love liev and honestly if you guys have seen pacific rim liev basically pay, plays like off-brand um, Idris Elba in in from Pacific Rim in this movie, and P- Idris Elba has that freaking awesome speech that's in Pacific Rim, and 
Liev has a similar one, except he's giving it to like five year olds, and it's just fucking hilarious seeing like three feet tall people. And he's like, "Soldier, are you ready?" And they're like, "Yeah, I'm ready, Liev." And he's like, oh, "Great!" And it's just like, "What the fuck am I watching right now?" Um, and I don't know. He was awesome. He totally sold it. Like he, he gave for it. Yeah. he gave a hundred and fifty percent for this role. He's taking it totally serious and. It's just so ridiculous, honestly. But he's great, and and yeah, I hope he's back because he provides a necessary, I think, person on the other side for us to care about. And even if we don't like, nobody ever roots for like the aliens to win, hardly ever in movies. But still, like, I want to. We're just caring about him because we love we have. I want to see Liev work. Yeah, he's just great. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Well, how would you compare this to to the other ones for you? I talked about them already. Um, like I said, I, I haven't seen the Maze Runner. Hearing you speak, the, I didn't know you. I, I just thought you went to it to go to it. I know you thought of it more highly than the Hunger Games. That makes me want to go back and watch it after hearing you describe them like that. But, um, yeah, I think the Hunger Games are just. I mean, they have similar. They have like a similar talent roster of compared to like the Divergent movies. But there's just. It's just better. It makes I mean it's a b- better storyline. It's um, I don't know. I, I can't. I'm having trouble. They just sold it. They sold the world better than in Divergent. Yeah, in Divergent. I don't really understand the the to totally understand the aims of those. Like I said, the, those antagonists and I, why, why? I'm trying to remember why because it's been almost a year since we saw Insurgent. I'm trying to remember why I thought it was so bad. Um, I mean, it just was kind of dumb. Yeah, it was just dumb. I don't know. And I thought, like, yeah, the first half of uh, Mockingjay was bad, but I mean, th- that was just the book. It, it should have, it probably should have been. They split those things up these days, whatever. This film for film, I just think that was be- that's better so far than the first two Divergent movies. And this, I, I mean, I'd probably rather go to a movie like this than Insurgent. Maybe, maybe is it Allegiant or Allegiant? Allegiant. That's what I think. Ascend it might be the fourth one. I guess Allegiant's the one that's about to come out. Maybe that'll be better. But if I'm trying nah, to decide, dude, it has Jeff Daniels. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, just like every other movie feels the need to these days. But, um, yeah, I think I'd rather watch a movie like this than a movie like Insurgent because they're both, I mean, yeah. like we said, this had an interesting premise. It, just, it was just bad writing, but like at least I was able to laugh and have fun. Yeah. I laughed some at Insurgent, but like I laughed more at this and I, um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, I'm going to use a sports metaphor. It's it's kind of like being the the team that's fighting for the eighth seed all the time instead of being a team that's guaranteed top five pick. You'd rather just sell out and be really bad yeah, for me yeah, than yeah, just be yeah. in the middle because you either want to be really bad or you want to be a really good movie. Because these in between movies that we keep watching are just they're just so fucking worthless yeah, and, to watch. And, yeah, you're, you're, you and, can't even get yeah. Because if if you're in that if you're in that middle ground, we're not going to laugh at you and get get that type of pleasure. Yeah. Out of it. So we're just going to be like, okay, you failed so, at being this, at, at successfully being dramatic. Like they and, say that as I'm wearing a six or switch. And, and like, you I carry, and yeah, I'm wearing a Niners jacket, <laughs> so we're good. Um, and you carry yourself that you want to be a serious movie, but you, you're unsuccessful at it, which there's a, there's a point where you can both try that and still be okay and fail like Southpaw. Mm-hmm. And then something like Divergent where you want us to take it seriously and we watch it and we try to take it seriously and we can't because it's just not good. And there's really like not anything redeeming about it. So you, so you think you, so you can't, well, yeah. Cause we probably put Southpaw like in the middle as far as like the, the overall list Quality, of movies we sure. saw last year. But in pure so enjoyment, saying, yeah, Southpaw because, is in because, top 10. Because you can get like, 
if you get like a really amazing performance anyway, yeah. then that kind of that takes it that takes it up and it doesn't it's not so bothersome that it's not like really bad or really great. Whereas yeah. there's something like Divergent, like I think Shailene Woodley's a really good actress, but she's not being asked to do anything. Yeah, she's not acting. Away she's, just, she's just being an action star. Yeah, and yeah. it's fine. Like, but if you're actually giving the person the opportunity to act, then you're gonna get something else out of it. And again, I think it's just that it's a lot of these people, like J Law and Shailene and Chloe, they've just kind of tied themselves to this YA stuff and. There's there's a really only so well, much. Thankfully, they, Jennifer Lawrence is done she's with it. Out I think, of it I think now. she's and she'll be done with after Apocalypse. I think she'll be done with the X Men movie. So now she has like a whole list of other movies coming out, and it seems like I think and Haley I think got out of one. I think she was gonna do one that was kind of an apocalypse movie. Something I think it was called Break My Heart a Thousand Times or something. I saw that, and then, and then it's not on her IMDb anymore. So <laughs> she she maybe she like avoided a mistake or something like Chloe did. And like I said, I, I hate calling this movie a mistake because I loved it so much. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I it's not, still not good for the actor. Even if we're get, if, even if we're enjoying going to it, it's not a good thing for her to be at this yeah. point in her career and then be, be in a big bomb like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because you were talking to me the other day about, about the, budget, the yeah. about the budget, right? And would you say? Insurgent was like eighty six million, and this was like thirty five. Yeah, and the the value per dollar is just so much more in this movie than mm-hmm. in than in the Divergent series. So, but it looks like it was made for thirty five million. Yeah, so that's, hey, that's well, part of the problem what? with the movie. You know what? Maybe it'll go up when they have to actually show us the aliens. But <laughs> yeah, I guess people go to movies to see aliens. They'll do that for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Is that? I think that I think that'll wrap it up for us on on this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully, I don't know, hopefully we convince you guys to watch this movie and, and get We already it. kind of spoiled the entire thing. Yeah, but, but you, it's you, fine. You, we it, can't convey how funny it was. Like, we laughed at ourselves talking about this, but, like, it's worth it just to go see what we're describing. Yeah, no, it's it's really enjoyable, and as long as you are not taking it too seriously, then you'll have a good time. Um, yeah, so, again, you can find me on Twitter at aclambake, at A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. And at Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. And our podcast email address is at 52in52pod at gmail.com. And uh, Rachel has notified me that I should make a correction to our previous podcast of The Revenant and probably Star Wars and probably um, anytime we've ever spoken about Ex Machina because uh, we just want to correct Donald Gleason's hey, name. I've been saying it right. I don't know that you it's, have. Yeah, no, it's Donald. Donald. I don't it's know. It's like the tonal. I've, I've read about this. <laughs> it's like tonal. You say tonal, but it's donal. Yeah. And I've been saying it, and you were doing domnal. Domin Hall. I mean, that's how I want to say it. I think I'm just going to say that the rest of the podcast D- anyway. I know that we we use you guys used his name like three or four different times, and it was all different pronunciations oh, okay. in the Revenant. My bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I meant... I, you were closest, Josh. It's, I, mean, I might have been going a little too close to Donnell, like an N-E-L-L. <laughs> Because I, I I did read like a phonetic spelling in like a New York Times article about it and but like Donal. Listen, if you spell your name D O M H N A L L, I'm saying Dominal. That's well, it, and that's all. Apolo- apologies, Donal, if you've been listening. Yo, man, if you've been listening, let me get you for a fucking interview yeah, one retweet. time, man. Yeah, retweet something, dude. We appreciate it. Um. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. <laughs>